Lynn Hiles Ministries presents Dr. Lynn Hiles That You Might Have Life. And here's your host, Dr. Lynn Hiles. Welcome back to the program again today and thank you again for taking your time to join us and we trust that you are tuning in every week as we continue to share the gospel of the kingdom, the gospel of His grace and the finished work of Jesus Christ around the globe. We appreciate you taking your time to do that. Let me just say quickly also that if you have missed any of these programs, we've had uh, uh, some great conversations that are archived on our channel on YouTube. You can go to YouTube and simply put in that you might have life and it'll, you can subscribe to our channel there. You can watch it on uh, your smart device or your Roku or any of that. And also you can go uh, subscribe to our podcast. There's a link straight from our website. I have a very special guest today on with me again. This will be the third program that he and I have done together. But I have on the set today with me Bishop Jamie Engelhardt, and he is the presiding bishop of the Heritage International Ministries, which is an acronym of HIM, H-I-M. And truly their ministry is focused on HIM. He is also uh, the lead pastor or uh, at, uh, at the Connections Church with an X, Connections with an X, uh, church in Saginaw, Michigan. And if you're anywhere within driving distance of Saginaw, I encourage you to go and be a part of one of their meetings. And uh, there will be information on the screen of his website. That way you can get contact information, location, as well as the times of their service. So you'd be blessed to go by there and enjoy his ministry and make contact with him. But we've been talking about the gospel of the kingdom. And we've been talking about the kingdom of God and its present reality and how that was the central theme that Jesus uh, preached. Uh, in this particular segment, uh, we're going to deal with, uh, uh, Jamie, Bishop Jamie has some things about the difference between the gospel of the kingdom and the gospel of the church. And some of the things he began to share with me, I thought, man, that's really powerful. So it is awesome to have you back on the set with me, Bishop. Thank and you, uh, I'm just going to let you jump in with that and, and talk to us a little bit about the difference between right. the gospel of the kingdom and the gospel of the church. Uh, would love to. <coughs> uh, and, and again, as always, uh, man, always an honor to be able to spend time with you. Uh, and uh, uh, I, I just want to mention this to everybody. Uh, you know, I've also been a part of, of this man's CD of the month and a partner with him for a lot of years. Uh, if there's anybody on TV that is the real deal that I trust, if you're going to send some money to somebody that's declaring a message that he lives, uh, I, I'm just I want to encourage you to do that here. I can say that because I do it, uh, not yep. only personally but from both of our ministries. And, and I wanted to just mention this too because uh, Dr. Howes has said this a few times that the Connection Church with an X, and, and the reason it's an X is because X in the Greek is Christ. Mm -hmm. So you know you, you don't take Christ out of Christmas by putting Xmas. Yeah. Uh, you know it, it's still it's still Christmas. And I always said Jesus is the original X man. You know way before Charles Xavier ever thought about it. And so uh, you know that was one of the reasons we there was a purpose in that. And X marks the spot. The cross is the spot that brings the connection and all that. So uh, anyway, I want to just go through a few of these. And again, these are not just um, uh, things that I've come up with. I mean, it's, uh, it, man, it's through dialogue over, over years with different people. And people have kind of different, different takes on this. Some would call it maybe the difference between the gospel of the kingdom and just the gospel even of just salvation. Uh, which is again a part of the kingdom because uh, if you didn't watch the first program, you know, there's I think six or seven things in the New Testament called the gospel. The gospel of Paul, the gospel of God, the gospel of the Son, the gospel of Jesus Christ, the gospel of the kingdom, the gospel of grace, and all of them are the good news. 
Uh, but I believe, uh, as Dr. House said, the umbrella that encompasses all of it is the gospel of the kingdom because the kingdom, the church is a part of the kingdom, but the kingdom is not the church. Mm -hmm. uh, I think for a lot of years, whenever I heard someone teach, seek first the kingdom, it was like in our minds, we were almost then taught to think, seek first church, mm -hmm. you know, because that was our mindset of the kingdom. Our mindset of the kingdom is what you did in church. And that was either preaching, teaching, singing, deaking, being an elder, helps ministry, Sunday school teacher. And all of those are good. And we still need all those things for the corporate body to function. But the gospel of the kingdom encompasses every aspect of our life. And so I have a few things that are just, that just kind of show some basic differences. First of all, uh, the language of the gospel of the church is we go to church. You know, it's, it's a mindset of, it's a building that we go to and attend. Now, uh, you know, I, I hear a lot of people, I hear a lot of people say all the time, well, I don't need to go to church because I am the church. And I always smile about that because there's no I in church. Mm -hmm. Matter of fact, the word ecclesia means assembled group. Mm -hmm. I mean, so uh, the truth is, I individually am a part of the temple of the Holy Spirit, but I individually am not the church. I'm not the church until I get together with some other living stones. Mm -hmm. And so it's still a corporate gathering. But the gospel of the kingdom is that we corporately are the church. Mm -hmm. It's not just something we go to, but everywhere we go, we are carrying the message of the kingdom uh, and we are the church. Uh, the attitude when it comes to the mindset of the gospel of the church uh, is that we're building our church. You know, a lot of times the preachers will say, uh, these are my people. Mm -hmm. You know, this is, this is my church. Where the gospel of the kingdom is we're building his kingdom. Yeah. You know, matter, matter of fact, God never told us to build the church. Oh. You know, I mean, he, he told us to go make disciples mm -hmm. and advance the kingdom, but he never told us to build the yeah, church. He said, he, said, I will build my he church. said, it's my job to build the church. Yeah. It's, it's your job to make disciples. You advance the kingdom. You go into the culture and advance the kingdom. It's my job to build the church. Uh, the, the mindset of prayer. Prayer uh, in the church is asking God to bless what we are doing. And mm -hmm. a lot of times we're asking him to bless our mess. And because of his grace and mercy, there's many times that he does. But the mindset of the kingdom is to ask God, God, what are you blessing? You know, I, I want to be a part of what you're of what you have already blessed and what you're blessing rather than just rather than just try to get try to twist your arm to get you to do something for me. What is it that you've already completed and finished? And, and then flow along with that. The impact, the, the, the mindset of the gospel of the church is how do we get people to come to us? You know, so, I mean, I, I've sat in leaders meetings before where everybody's discussed everything from, you know, we need to change our lighting uh, to where we need to change our decor. We need to add this program. And, and none of those things are bad in themselves. Those are still good things to do. But the, the mindset of the kingdom is how do we go to them? You know, it's, it's, it's rather than what do we need to change in the building to get people to come to us? How do we train the people that we already have how to go to the people? And for, for too long, we've almost been like uh, sitting in church, uh, you know, just screaming at the world to come spend time with us. You know, rather than actually training and equipping people uh, in the building to then be able to go to the world to, to transform it. Like, uh, I think I think a difference between a kingdom mindset, a lot of times, and a church mindset. I remember when we first started uh, uh, the church in Saginaw. Uh, I had I had a lady come to me and she said, uh, she said to me, she said, Bishop, um, is is part of your vision here, uh, you know, to have a feeding ministry? I said, absolutely not. And she's like, well, I thought we were called to feed the poor. I said, we are, but there's already like three ministries in town that have been doing it 
for 20 to 30 years who are extremely successful. And why do we feel like our church has to do it when someone else is already doing a great job? If you have a heart, if we have a heart to feed the poor, what we'll do is the people from our church that want to be involved in that, we'll send them to them. We'll send money, we'll send workers and help them. We don't all have to be doing all the exact same thing where the mindset of the kingdom is let's partner with people for the kingdom for what God is already doing in the area because then what we have is we have 20 people trying to do it and and and, and rather than one being very successful or two being successful uh, we've got a bunch that are half pitiful in what they're doing but that's that tends to be the mindset of the church you know we'll go to a conference and we hear we hear that you know how many churches I'm sure you've been there too how many churches we've gone to that have 10 buses sitting out back of the church that are all rusting out because they went to a conference and heard about how you, how you need to grow your church to have a bus ministry. They went yeah. and bought all these buses and then found out they couldn't find nobody to drive them. Mm-hmm. You know, or, or nobody wanted to ride the bus in their area. You know, that, that's where you know, you've got to find in every region uh, keys that are going to reach your yeah. region and then obey yeah. God and yeah. what He told you to do. Uh, the, uh, the focus when it comes to the gospel of the church is individual needs. Uh, you know, as, as I've heard preachers say for years, uh, a lot of our Western culture mindset in church is need-based, entertainment-oriented, and man-centered. You know, it, yep. it tends to be the individual need. So, you know, if you want, if you want a quote-unquote church to grow, kind of whoever has the best bounce houses wins. You yeah. know, it, I mean, he could be teaching heresy, you know, or just not even preaching the gospel, but, you know, our kids like the bounce houses. And so, I mean, it, it's amazing today that people will go to ministries without, without even, that's meeting maybe an individual need in their life, but it, it's, it's not training and equipping them ultimately uh, to fulfill kingdom purpose. Uh, to where the, the gospel of the kingdom is not about individual needs, but corporate destiny. You know, let us not be weary in well-doing, for we shall reap if we faint not. And, and it's about seeing uh, corporate things take place. The priority of the church uh, tends to be meeting and services. Mm-hmm. Because uh, it's all about, you know, when are we going to have another meeting? Yeah. Uh, you know, how, how many more services can we add? How many, how many more programs can we do? And that exhausts people that are working 40 to 60 hours a week. Where the mindset of the kingdom is all about relationships. It's about, you know, it's not about just another meeting. It's about, man, you know, we need to build relationships with people, our neighbors, and out here in the world to see the kingdom advance. Uh, the commitment. Commitment with the mindset of the church is all about performance and results. Where the kingdom is about process and journey. Uh, you know, the Hebrew mindset wasn't even about the destination. You know, it was, it was mm-hmm. about the journey. Yeah. It's about yeah. what we're going to learn uh, on the travel and learn in the journey. Uh, how the, the mindset of the gospel of the church thinks is earthly and short-ranged, where the kingdom is eternity and long-ranged. I remember, the, uh, uh, and I've heard others say this, but the Lord said to me several years ago, He said, when you're making uh, major decisions, I want you to think in 100-year increments. You know, I, I, don't want you to, I don't want you to just make a decision that's just going to uh, just affect you right now, but how is this going to affect your great-grandchildren? Mm-hmm. You know, that, that we need to be thinking so much more long, long-term, and, and really no matter what your eschatology. You yeah. know, I mean, I had a teacher in, in Bible school, and uh, she was a lady, and she didn't necessarily go into eschatology, but I remember she said this one day, and, uh, you know, maybe, maybe this will help somebody out there who may be struggling with their eschatology, but she said, live... You know, live your life like, you know, perhaps Jesus uh, could come at any minute. But prepare like he will not come for your grandchildren. You know, and, and I think what we've done is the opposite. There's been little to no preparation. Absolutely. So, you know, if you believe he's going to show up tomorrow or you believe that was something that happened in the past or something that's going to happen in the future, regardless, live your life 
uh, with, with kingdom-centered focus. You know, I, I, I've taught folks this for years, is that you know, a good man leaves an inheritance for his children's children. Uh, and uh, something as simple as a grandparent putting 500 or $1,000 into a Roth mutual fund in their name, but that when they die, it goes to a certain grandchild. That if that grandchild from the time they're born, by the time they are 65 years old, that grandparent has left them uh, more than a million dollars for their retirement uh, just by a thousand dollar seed because of the miracle of compounding interest. Yeah. You know? But a lot of times we're not thinking long enough term mm-hmm. in the kingdom and even do something as simple uh, is just, uh, you know, I, I can leave an incredible inheritance to my grandchild, maybe not when I, just directly when I die, but they're not gonna have to worry about their retirement. You know, I mean, I can take care of something like that with something very small and significant. So it, it's having that mindset. Uh, leadership, the mindset of the gospel of the church when it comes to leadership, uh, tends to be at times tight-fisted and controlling, where the gospel of the kingdom is open-handed and sending. Uh, the leadership mindset is, I will provide in the church, rather the kingdom is, I will equip. You know, I'm, I'm not here to be the all-all and the end-all. I'm here to equip you and release you. Uh, a lot of times, with the mindset of the church, it tells people what is best where in the kingdom it's about exalting, coaching, and training, and releasing people into destiny. Uh, the church at times has then religious restrictions and rules, where the kingdom has love boundaries, mm-hmm. uh, which is extremely different. And, and we talked about this uh, in you know your family's home church here on Sunday morning, is that even though we are no longer under law and we're under grace, uh, in the new covenant, we're still under law. We're just, we're just under a different administration. Mm-hmm. We're under the law of Moses. We're under the law of what James called the royal law. James also called it the law of liberty. Paul called it in Romans the law of life. And, and we're still governed. We're under a law of life and love mm-hmm. in Christ Jesus. Uh, the, the same thing is in the gospel of the church, it tends to be led top-heavy. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's very top-down uh, to where the kingdom is servant-led from below and from among. Mm-hmm. I, I, uh, uh, a man who's an apostolic father uh, in the faith to me, make a statement a few years ago that to me was so powerful. He said, uh, anybody that gives any kind of uh, apostolic oversight, uh, their DNA should never be in the steeple. It should always be in the basement. Mm -hmm. Because apostles and prophets are foundation layers. And anytime people have a mindset of, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm the jefe, I'm the chief uh, you know, and now you all just do what I say, I'm your covering. Uh, they've missed the whole point because the whole point is to be about a foundation layer that is helping pushing people higher and not just suppressing. Yeah. Uh, not contr- it's under them instead of over them. A- a- absolutely. That's where I tell people, even in giving oversight to churches, because oversight is scriptural. Yeah. You know, the word bishop just simply means overseer. But I, say, I always say I give people oversight through undersight. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to come help push them higher. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, I, I never felt, I, I don't feel it's my job to tell people how to run their church. Mm-hmm. I don't feel it's my job to tell them, you know, you got to do things according to my vision. My job is to help you with what God told you, mm-hmm. you know, to, to encourage your, your vision. Uh, the, the mindset of leadership in the church is to teach where the gospel of the kingdom is to model an example. It's like, you know, we still teach. But this is about models and examples. Uh, vision, many times of the church, tends to be a lot of really good ideas. But the gospel of the kingdom is God ideas. And what is the Father doing? You know, what, what, yeah. what is His vision for this place? Not just, you know, I went to a meeting and I got a good idea. 
and decided to try it. And you yeah. know, and we've all done that at one time. We or cut another. and paste what we saw somebody else do called our vision. It didn't work for us. Come on, and, and it just you know. it ends it ends up being another yeah. idol. Yeah, you know, I mean, yeah, or, yeah. or we get guys, and I, I, I yeah, I'll, I'll just break in just for a second. But we get guys that that go and hear great ideas, and they're mesmerized with the city church here that's in the city, and come back to the country and try to do in the country what's in the city. <laughs> and the country guys are like, listen, that don't even fit our job. And you know, in other words, yep. they're trying to be a city church in the middle of the country. What God tell you to do? You know, we cut and paste what we saw somebody else do. We call that our vision. It's not our vision. It's not. It's really a graven image is what it is. But It's anyway, exactly what it is. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I, I've, I've asked guys for years, tell me about your vision. And you can normally tell, like, they, you know, they take an ear from Tulsa. They take a nose from Colorado Springs. They, yeah. You know, they, 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 they took a foot from Florida. You know, I mean, you can yep. tell what conference they've been to. <laughs> they well, built a Frankenstein. Yeah, well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's true. I mean, yeah. you know, rather than just, you know, what has God told you to do? There's a unique grace on you to fulfill a kingdom destiny. I, I, know, when, I know when we started uh, our ministry, I felt God spoke to us that what we were to add to our county and our region in Michigan, uh, that we weren't supposed to do church the way a lot of other churches were doing it because there's other churches doing a good job at yeah. it. Because then we're kind of irrelevant because we're just doing what everyone else is doing, maybe with a little different message. And he said, and I felt God told me, you're called to be more of an apostolic fathering church and, and, ga- and gather more of a family. And so you know, we went about everything from a total different kind of paradigm on, on how to do it. And, and that's also kept some people from being apart because they've come in and they're like, well, wait a minute. You know, I mean, you know, we're, how Baba did it. Grandpa exactly. Did it. You know, we're not, we're not used to this. This is a total different paradigm. Uh, but at the same time, I won't shift from that because I feel God said, this is who you're supposed to be. And when I try to do it any, any way else, it, it's not authentic to us, Mm-mm. you know? So, I mean, cause I know how to do the other stuff. I mean, you know, I yeah. was raised in ministry. I mean, I know, I know how to quote unquote build. I know how to do all that, but you know, and I help guys when I travel to do that. But when I would come home, it's like this is not who we are. It's not authentic to us. Um, also, kind of more the structure and the mindset of the gospel of the church is to contain and maintain. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's like we're trying to keep what we got and contain it and maintain it. But the mindset of the gospel of the kingdom is to send and release. Yeah. I mean, it's it's you know I, I always say loose them and let them go. Yeah. You know it's our job's to untie the Lazaruses. Yeah. Uh, you know I mean un- untie them uh, from all the bondage that they've been under and then free them and release them uh, into what they're called to do. The problem is a lot of times is you know the stone gets rolled away, the law gets removed from our lives. We hear the gospel, we come out resurrected but still bound. And rather than untie people, a lot of times the church ties people back up, shoves them back in the grave, rolls the stone back over them because we keep preaching the law to them. Yeah. You know, and and then wonder why they're never walking any freedom and liberty. And a lot of times they sit in church feeling more bound than before they came in. Yep. Yep. You know, and so the, the, there's a freedom that needs to get released there. Uh, also, the the dwelling of the church. Uh, is is a lot of times living like an orphanage. Yeah, but the dwelling of the kingdom uh, is living as sons in the house. Yeah, and 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 a lot of what, a lot of really what we have. I, I remember God God said this to me several years ago. Uh, he said a lot of the way things have been uh, positioned and and placed in a lot of the way we do church uh, is that it, it, it's it's the spirit of Absalom. Uh, that that is manifest. And Absalom is not just like an associate pastor who takes something from a senior pastor. But the Bible says about Absalom that Absalom had no sons, so he built monuments to himself. That, that a lot of times we have big, beautiful buildings and everything else, but then when that visionary leader dies suddenly mm-hmm. or leaves, 
uh, they end up having to bring someone from somewhere else that knows nothing about the place in because they've not been really discipling anybody there. Uh, they learn how to build a good franchise. Yeah, you know, they, they you know they learn how to how to build uh, something big, and that in itself is not a wrong thing or a bad thing. But that's just more the mindset of the gospel of the church, where the kingdom is much more family oriented. It's a it's not just a church; it's a household of faith, mm-hmm. uh, and and the producing of of sons and daughters. Now the results. And the gospel of the church many times is an orphan heart where the kingdom is heirs and sons. Uh, the gospel of the church is a dependency uh, on the church. It, it's it got to run to the altar every single week uh, and, and get prayed for where the gospel of the kingdom releases you into freedom. Uh, the gospel of the church many times is obey the rules where the, the kingdom is obey God's voice. Mm-hmm. You know, this is, it's, it's bigger than the rules. And the values are it's all about success or failure. Where in the kingdom, the values are, it's about walking out your obedience and your sonship. Uh, you know, if the values in the church are about charisma, the kingdom is about character. And the appearances of the church, uh, like how one man said it, he calls it the ABCs, attendance, buildings, and cash. Where the kingdom is about wisdom, hope, and love. And that when we, when we put the whole focus uh, on attendance, buildings, and cash, and we've heard it said before, nickels and noses, and you know, I've heard you call it the who's who in the zoo, and just you know, all of that kind of stuff, uh, it tends to lose a real authority and real power, because the real practical side of this is that this world is screaming for the gospel of the kingdom. Mm-hmm. They want something that makes sense in their daily life. They don't want to just hear uh, about more stuff they need to do for the church. You know, mm-hmm. it, it, it's like, well, come in here, and we're going to get you involved to do more church stuff. And, and people are already working 40 to 60 hours a week, and then a lot of times we ask them to volunteer another 20 to 30 hours in church, they end up having no time to spend with anybody in the world. So how are they gonna disciple people? I mean, we've just put such a focus, and I think we've exhausted people, which is why right now, uh, you know, I, I read an article not too long ago, uh, something called the Dunn Church, D-O-N-E, Dunn, and, and, and they did this a study, and they found, I think it's between like 30 to 50 million, and, and I may be wrong there, but I'm pretty sure that's what I read, 30 to 50 million Christians in the United States alone that have just stopped with church. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're not done with the kingdom. They're not done with Jesus. They still love God. They've just got exhausted with religion, and I think all the running around of church and just going from one service to another, and, and, and there's something that's going to have to change. I mean, if we just... If we just reached everybody that used to be apart, <laughs> just, I mean, 30 to 50 million. I mean, if we yeah, just got yeah, them folks yeah. again being a part of something that was kingdom centered, man, I mean, we, we could start turning some cities upside down and transforming, uh, seeing a Tikhan Olam in this earth and mm-hmm. seeing a renovation. But a lot of times people have become so exhausted with the program mindset, with the need base, with the man centered, and, and people are leaving in the droves. I mean, you and I have talked about this, and it's disheartening. But then at the same time, it's like, well, what do we do about this? And I really do believe that a part of it is a lot of the message we've been proclaiming, that we put such a focus on just what we do in church. And, and people are, are, are saying, okay, I've been doing this 25 years, but my kids still went crazy. You know, my, my, my family, my fi- I've been given for years. My finances are still struggling. Uh, you know, uh, our city's not changed. I mean, we've been having all-night prayer meetings you know, and we've yeah. been gathering 10 churches together, which is all still good stuff to do, but nothing is being transformed. And I think a lot of people have become disheartened and have become disillusioned with a lot of it, but the kingdom does not disillusion you. 
The kingdom is something that will always excite you uh, to move forward. But just the mindset of just uh, what we're going to do in a building, uh, I think yeah, it, it's definitely it's dying. Yeah, you know, it, and it's 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 changing right now, and and so much is being rooted up, being torn down, cast down, and destroyed. The problem right now, though, is now uh, because there's not a lot of models out there, we're not sure what to plant and build. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I mean, there's a huge deconstruction taking place, but people are going too far with it. They're 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 wanting to throw the baby out with the bathwater and just throw it all out and say we don't need it at all. But yet, there's good foundations that the church have taught us. We don't need to destroy those. We need to add to, mm-hmm. and now just get people to shift their thinking from just church to uh, man, this gospel of the kingdom because mm-hmm. it's it's exciting. It ignites you. It ignites dreams and visions and and purpose and everything else. And I I think it's right now where so many people are, and uh, the people that talk to me about their frustrations, their frustrations aren't with Jesus. You know, their their frustrations aren't even necessarily like with their spouse. They're very frustrated with what has been presented to them as the kingdom because it's, it's mainly just been more of a church mindset. Mm-hmm. And, and there's a, a, this generation right now I think is starving uh, for what we're talking about. Yep. And practically, you know, when you're saying that, you know, and I, we don't have a whole lot of time left, but uh, uh, when you say, okay, we're, we, when we get them, we train them, and then we've taken 20 more hours of their uh, time, and then well, you were talking about transforming cities how how does that work as far as give me some some practical example of doesn't that take another twenty hours from them? Yeah, well, <laughs> you know that's what, yeah, that's what probably somebody's thinking. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Well, but 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 I, I think I think when we gather together for our teaching, first of all, when we're teaching the kingdom, mm-hmm. it begins to ignite in them that what they're doing on their in their daily life is 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 kingdom advancement. Yeah. It's 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 the simplicity of relationships. You know I mean the, it's the, the things you love to do still. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well because uh, and the truth is it's not hard. I mean I think that's been the problem yeah. is we've made it's either had to be spooky and mystical. Yeah. Or it's had to be something that dropped down out of the sky right, on us, right. and we had to have you know some kind of mystical experience when it's literally it's living out daily relationships. I mean the early church, I mean you couldn't just walk in to one of their meetings. You had to be brought in. They were they were meeting behind closed doors. They were being persecuted. They were, they were in catacombs. You know, I mean, underneath yeah. cities, yeah. and so they were being the kingdom out in the marketplace, and then bringing the people for the for the apostles and and the ministry gifts to teach mm-hmm. them and train them, lay hands on them, and then release them back to go out there. Yeah. So so much of this is just teaching people yeah. to live. Yeah, you you know, I was thinking while you were saying that, my wife is. Uh, you know, the people, somebody asked her one time, you know, what was her dream? She said, I'm living my dream. She said, I, you know, and this may not be a dream to you, but yeah. I, I, I wanted to get married and raise a family. I want to be, that's my Come dream. On. And so I want to break the condemnation off of somebody. Probably a lot of mothers watching me today, and you feel like I'm not doing nothing for the kingdom of yeah. God by sitting here raising my kids. I feel like I'm almost like, but I got to <laughs> tell you, man, that's probably one of the, the most noble yes, callings sir. in the world is to, be able to raise your family. That's matter of fact, that's the first one of the first steps to me of demonstrating the kingdom because I am a product of a family. My wife is a product of a family that was raised with the kingdom understanding and knowing that 
pouring into our children is part of the whole thing. Yes, and my, my kids, I mean, thank God for a wife like I've got who has helped my boys while I've been on the road a lot of times, and she's been the anchor of it. So, and uh, you know, she said, this is my dream. And if that's your dream, listen, don't feel condemned. You're doing exactly what God did because you know what? Noah saved his family and that was enough. Come on. Uh, we're, we're just out of time. But if you'd like to help us take the gospel of the kingdom around the world and you want to give to something like this, or you'd like to become a partner with our ministry, we do need partners to do what God's called us to do. And if you'd like to sow something into the ministry, call that number on the screen or write to us. The address will come up and write your checks to Lynn House Ministry. God bless you. Thanks for joining us. Join us again next week at the same time. For anyone struggling to understand John's writings in Revelation, this book provides true, biblically-based answers. Through detailed insights into the letters John wrote to the seven churches of his day, you will learn how to avoid the mistakes of the early church to overcome today's trials and tribulations. This book will provoke you to thought and dialogue, bringing greater clarity and revelation of Jesus Christ.